It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers and the Locked On Falcons podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is yet another crossover Thursday presented by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. No competing with other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love prize picks, and we know that you will too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Julian Council, the host of Locked On Panthers. Aaron Freeman, the host of Locked On Falcons. Aaron, it was only two weeks ago that we did the crossover episode, and here we are once again talking about the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons meeting up in an NFC South showdown in primetime at Bank of America Stadium. Yeah, it feels so long ago. Those That episode we did two weeks ago, uh, so much has happened in, in the time since. Uh, you know, Carolina's going through, once again, another quarterback change. I don't even know who's going to start on Thursday night for Carolina, which quarterback they're going to face. Um, and uh, we'll sort of see how uh, that goes. But, you know, I think for the Falcons, this is going to be a, a great opportunity for them to kind of assert their will and show people that they're for real. You know, I think after they beat Carolina that first time, people were like, okay, they got control of the division um, and let's see what they do with it. And, you know, since then, uh, a lot's happened. They lost a game to the Chargers, and you're sitting here going like, "Okay, well, now they got a chance to bounce back and get a win against the Panthers." But if they don't take care of business this week. You know, I, I think everybody's always looking for reasons to write off the Falcons or dismiss the Falcons. And if they lose this game after taking control of the division two weeks ago, you know, I, I think that will be all that people need to write off this team is like, oh, yeah, we, we thought they were going to do something, and they didn't. So we'll, we'll see if the Falcons could take it versus. Yeah, I just wonder what reasons would anyone have to write off the Atlanta Falcons, especially a team that on Sunday had a great opportunity to win that game late, got a turnover, and then without being touched, fumbled the ball right back over to the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, we did have the fortune about 11 12 days ago to watch these two teams play what turned out to be a pretty epic second half as I think it was 10 straight possessions. There was a score by the Panthers and the Falcons, the Panthers being in position to take over the game and win the game. But then DJ Moore was flagged for what they called an unsportsmanlike penalty. We can question here in Carolina, whether it should have been called the spirit of rule probably says it was, but he was not on the playing field. We've already been over it either way. Eddie Pinheiro from 48 yards. Got to make that kick go to OT misses a 33 yarder. And hey, Young Way Koo 
that man's got ice in his veins, gets it done for the Atlanta Falcons as they, at that point in time, went in first place in the NFC South, where they're still tied with Tampa Bay. So heading in to this game tonight on Thursday Night Football, what is the biggest storyline for the Atlanta Falcons as they face off against their division rivals up here on 85 South? Yeah, it's it's mainly, is this Falcon team for real? And, you know, not for real in the sense of, like, them being a, a Super Bowl contender, but are they for real, like, legitimately decent to good team that can, you know, finish above 500 this year and win, you know, what has been a pretty terrible NFC South uh, this year? And, you know, th- there isn't a whole lot that's changed in the last couple of weeks since they, they played the Panthers, like, they're going to have a different starting left guard because Elijah Wilkinson's on IR. Uh, Matt Hennessy, who replaced him last week against the Chargers, got hurt in that game. And so Kobe Gossett, who did start earlier this season against the Seahawks in week three, will sort of start for them in the foreseeable future at that left guard position. But other than that, it's, you know, the same old Falcons from week eight showing up, uh, beat up in the secondary, can't rush the quarterback, really good at running the football, very hit and miss. When it comes to the passing game, same team. So nothing crazy this week as far as the biggest story. Just, hey, can the Falcons rebound after a disappointing loss to the Chargers and get another thrilling win against the Carolina Panthers? Well, here's the thing. Outside of the Cincy game, it feels like Atlanta has actually been competitive. Now, the Panthers also ran into their own issues against Cincinnati on Sunday afternoon. uh, Down 35 to nothing at the half and that led to pj walker who posted a 0.0 passer rating to be benched in favor of baker mayfield who the panthers traded a fifth round conditional pick in 2024 to the cleveland browns for his services he started the first five games of the season was awful got injured and since then it's been the pj walker show and you did bring this up before we started here that hey pj walker is he going to be starting is it gonna be baker mayfield is it gonna be sam darnold well steve wilkes and this is the biggest story going into this game tonight is that Steve Wilkes said that P.J. Walker will once again be a starting quarterback against the Atlanta Falcons. And he didn't really want to go into too much detail saying that, well, it's a short week, which, okay, yeah, I figured going into last week at this point in time that really no matter what, unless he got injured, he was going to be the starting quarterback. Now, I did not expect him to go three for 10 for nine yards and two interceptions. And again, post a 0.0 passer rating against the Bengals. And then for Baker to actually look pretty good in the second half when I was pretty checked out by that point in time anyway. So I thought that, yes, naturally short week. If you're going to start this guy on Sunday, you're likely going to start him on Thursday. Sam Darnold did get off of IR as he was designated to return. He's finally activated on Monday morning, but it's really not feasible for him to come off and play. He's been practicing, but he will not start. Maybe possibly after this little mini buy, he'll be back and starting the next time the Panthers are out. We will see. Baker Mayfield, once again, will be the back of quarterback. So looking to see what P.J. Walker can do. Steve Wilkes did say one of the things was that P.J. was really good in that second half against the Atlanta Falcons. And that throw that he had to D.J. Moore, which was incredible and tied the game, should have won the game, had Moore kept his helmet on or not been penalized, or if Eddie Pinheiro could have caught the made made the field goal. Any of those three things, Panthers would have won that game against Atlanta that day, among other reasons why they lost that game. But P.J. Walker, the hope is that he can play the same way he played in that second half, and he can carry that through four quarters, and that will be the player that they see. If he doesn't, then we'll be right back here on the quarterback merry-go-round of Suck, wondering, is it P.J.? Is it Baker? Is it Sam? It never seems to end here in Carolina. At least Marcus Mariota down there in Atlanta's stabilized position up until this point in time.
Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> it's better than what we got here, man. It's yeah, better. It is true. The bar is very, very low when it comparing it to Carolina's situation. Yeah, absolutely. And the, that's it's about as bad as it gets. I think Indianapolis might have the only worst quarterback situation, and that also cost Frank Reich his job. Uh, best of luck to Jeff Saturday on Sunday as the new interim head coach there in Indianapolis. All right, so we talk about the biggest storylines going through this game. When we come back, we need to talk about some of these matchups as the Panthers and Falcons meeting for the second time in 12 days on Thursday Night Football here in Uptown Charlotte, Bank of America Stadium. We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers and Locked On Falcons on this Locked On NFL crossover Thursday. Aaron, I don't know about you, um, but I'm not married. But for the folks out there who are looking to pop the question and have that milestone to celebrate or want to let their love sparkle, Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers a largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Blue Nile has helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Their easy online tools let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench of jewelers will then help you handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. Looking for a piece of fine jewelry to commemorate a special milestone, but still having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. All Blue Nile orders are insured and shipped for free in discreet packaging. They also offer overnight shipping if you're in a rush. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E. N-I-L-E dot com code locked on to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNow.com code locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, back here on this Locked On NFL crossover Thursday. Julian Council, host of Locked On Panthers. Aaron Freeman, host of Locked On Falcons. Panthers, Falcons playing tonight at Bank of America Stadium in an NFC South. Not really a showdown. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, it sort of was a showdown because the winner ended up being the first place team. The Panthers could have gotten first place, but they got in their own way as they tend to do now facing off against the Atlanta Falcons, trying to get within a game of first place. Of course, got to see what happens with Tampa Bay later on this weekend. The Falcons and the Panthers taking center stage for the NFL world to sit and watch and for Al Michaels. God bless that man. Getting yet another cringeworthy Thursday night football game. But hey, he signed up to do it. Not my fault. Don't care. So Aaron, let's look at some of these matchups. These two teams played not too long ago. What's the key you look at for the Falcons to be able to win this game tonight against the Panthers. Yeah, I want to see this Falcon team actually have a pass rush, which, you know, would be a very early Christmas miracle for a lot of Falcon fans because the Falcons, we've been saying this about the Falcons. Hey, can we get a pass rush here in Atlanta for, I don't know, 25 years, it seems like at, at this point in time. But you go back to that week eight game 
Uh, I know Pro Football Focus had P.J. Walker pressured on only six of 38 dropbacks. When I watched the game and charted the defense myself, I had them pressuring him only on nine. That's just too low a number. You want to sort of have an effective pressure rate of around like 35%, which would have meant like 13 or more uh, pressures in that game. Um, And the Falcons have only gotten a number around that 35% sort of standard once in the last couple of games. That was week six against the 49ers. A lot of that was owed to Arnold Abichetti feasting on their backup offensive tackles. But in every other game since then, uh, the Falcons have been unable to get effective pressure on the quarterback. And it's often tied to the fact that Grady Jarrett has had relatively quiet games after a very hot start. Like he is their pass rush when he's getting home and, and, uh, you know, hitting the quarterback, the Falcons have an effective pass rush when he's not outside of that 49er game. Uh, they don't have an effective pass rush. So I'm hoping to see Grady Jarrett, you know, bounce back, go off against this Panthers interior offensive line that did a pretty good job keeping him in check in that first matchup. Uh, we need Grady Jarrett to sort of come through uh, and, and you know, make P.J. Walker have another bad day and get him benched by halftime. Yeah, and the Panthers did have success against Atlanta, being able to protect P.J. There was that one case right before the half where he did throw that interception. Steve Wilkes did talk about how it wasn't 100% on P.J., the left tackle on that plate. Um, Icky Aquano didn't do a great job on, on his assignment. Also, Dante Foreman probably didn't get out far enough to receive the football. That then led to what was an incredible play by the – I forget who was the Falcons player who had the pick six. Lorenzo Carter. Yeah, yeah, Lorenzo Carter. An incredible play by Lorenzo Carter, the former Georgia Bulldog, to go out there and get that pick six and really turn the tide right there before the half as the Panthers really had a lot of momentum after P.J. Walker didn't get off to a great start. Later on, he was fantastic in the second half. So certainly, if the Falcons can get pressure on him, that could possibly lead to him having a tough game. I think for Carolina, really what they need to look at matchup-wise is stopping the run. I'm seeing that there's reports that by nine o'clock on Thursday night here in Charlotte, game time at 8.15, that there could be Tropical Storm Nicole rolling through, which then would lead to a pretty messy game. And the Panthers have, at points in times, not been great against the run. We saw it week one against the Browns, a team that lives off of the run and play action. And we saw it on Sunday against the Bengals, a team that was terrible when it came to running the football. They had 36 yards in their previous matchup against the Browns on Monday night football. And then I only had 81 per game bottom third in the NFL and had their season high by the end of the first half and had 241 yards rushing in totality in that game. A huge day for Joe Mixon. The Panthers gave 167 yards rushing the last time out when they played the Falcons. Falcons had 201 on Sunday against the Chargers with Cordell Patterson now back healthy. So having to account for him and Marcus Mariota, Tyler Algier, who also was pretty good against the Panthers a couple weeks ago. That is what's the key to the Carolina Panthers in a game that I think it's going to be pretty messy weather-wise where running the ball is going to be key. And for Carolina as well, offensively, Deontay Foreman, Three touchdowns, had a 100-yard rushing game against the Falcons. The Panthers going to need their offensive line not just to protect P.J. Walker, but be able to move those guys up front against Atlanta because it's not looking like the passing game is going to be something they can capitalize on like they did in the second half in that Falcons game a couple weeks ago. So really the run game, both defensively and offensively, those are the two matchups I'm looking at for Carolina to be able to take control as it looks like that Tropical Storm Nicole is going to play an impact. We're going to have an impact on this game on Thursday. Yeah, it'll be interesting if it's similar to that what that Patriots Bills game last year where the Patriots I think threw the ball one time. Yeah, the wind. Yeah, yeah. W- was that a Thursday night game? 
Uh, I think it was a Monday night game. Okay. Um, you know, I, I I feel like the weather plays helps the Falcons only from the standpoint of the Falcons would love to play a game like that Bills Patriots game where they only throw the ball three times. Like that is exactly what Arthur Smith wants. So even if it does become this De- Deontay Foreman versus Cordero Patterson matchup, you know, I think that plays exactly to how the Falcons want to play. So I, I count that, you know, the weather as a strength, even if it's, you know, not conducive to teams, um, you know, playing well and being able to throw the football and, and all that playing in a, in a hostile environment and in the sloppy conditions. I just think given how the Falcons want to play, they just basically, if Arthur Smith can help it, he would not throw the ball ever. Uh, given how how much confidence he has in his passing game, much to the chagrin of Drake London and Kyle Pitts fantasy owners. Uh, but I, I think that plays potentially to the Falcon strength. Yeah, I honestly don't think Steve Wilkes would also be all that upset about having to run the ball. I mean, he is a defensive coach, and you know defensive guys absolutely hate the idea of the forward pass in an offense that does anything to put their defense in conflict, which the Carolina Panthers offense has done by being – Terrible. And they were terrible on Sunday going three and out, three and out, three and out, which we've gotten very used to here in Carolina. We thought that had changed after watching the Falcons game. Well, turns out Falcons secondary is just not great, which we already knew going to that game and that it was all a mirage. And hell, I had a lot of fun. I didn't take really anything negative out of that game. And the Panthers are a bad team and they find a way to lose games and whatever. But it was entertaining to watch. That's all I really asked this team to be is entertaining. It would be nice if he won as well. But just don't bore me every Thursday or really every Sunday and the occasional Thursday. And, of course, we're not getting Monday nights anymore here in Charlotte. So, yeah, I don't think Steve Wilkes would be all that opposed to running the ball, especially when they had success. And they'll hopefully try to do the same things they did with P.J. in the passing game if the weather permits that they did a couple weeks ago in that game in Atlanta. I don't expect to see a 67-yard uh, pass in the air, though, Aaron. So that would be okay. – well. Unless it's the Hail Mary, but it kind of was a pseudo Hail Mary. I don't know how you felt at that point in time. Probably not very good. No, no, it wasn't great. So, you know, if the weather can take that DJ more out of the game for us, getting behind the defense 67 yards down the field, you know, we'll we'll take that weather. That That's a, you know, a gift from God. Well, here's the thing. It's not like you're not used to fourth quarter meltdowns anyways. So just uh, add that one to the book. You won. You won. You won. You won. won. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Falcons fans. I can't help myself. I thought we were friends here. (laughs) No, we're cool. (laughs) I got a needle. I got a needle. 30 minutes. We just get 30 minutes uh, 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 (laughs) twice a year for a truce. But uh, I I see how it is. Okay. I'll remember that. (laughs) Okay. So let's uh, get away from the trash talk. Really me. Let me uh, compose myself and stop. Let's take another quick pause here and come back. Look at the line. Kind of give our little thoughts heading into this game tonight with the Panthers and Falcons at Bank of America Stadium for Thursday night football here on Locked on Panthers and Locked on Falcons. Yet another Locked on NFL crossover episode sponsored by our friends over at Price Picks. But before we do that, again, make sure to head over to betonline.net, which is your number one source of sports betting info stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer. The World Cup is coming up. The U.S. men's national team put out their roster on Wednesday. Curious uh, missing players there, Greg Burhalter. What are we doing? Also, they have eSports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like ours, BetOnline also has sports podcasts. You can check them out there as well. They're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting fix in. 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about online where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, back here, Locked On Panthers, Locked On Falcons. Yet another Locked On NFL crossover Thursday here, sponsored by our friends over at Prize Picks. And it's a crossover Thursday, and it's also game day as the Panthers and Falcons playing on Thursday night football. And for the folks out there who are wondering, how can I watch the game? I know it's on Amazon Prime, but all NFL games in primetime like this are always played on your local market. So check it out wherever the home of the Panthers is, which here locally is your Fox station in Atlanta. No clue. Aaron, do you have an idea what the, 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 the... Um, no, I don't. I, honestly, off the top of my head, I don't know. Either way, if you live in Charlotte or Atlanta, you can check it out on one of your local stations, wherever they have the rights to the Panthers or Falcons. I'm pretty sure you know who that is, wherever the preseason games are, go check that out. So you won't have any issues trying to watch the game. If you're in your local market, if you're not, well, I hope you gave Jeff Bezos your money and are ready to watch the Falcons and Panthers get it on. So this line, according to Bet Online, opened up at two and a half. It's now up to three in favor, of course, of the Atlanta Falcons. Your first place in the NFC South, Atlanta Falcons. Aaron, any qualms with that line, or are you good with it? No, it's it's about where I thought it would be. I, I figured it was when it opened up around two and a half, that would be about where it is. Given the Falcons, you know, coming off a better performance than the, the Panthers are, it, it would make sense that it would move in the Falcons' favor. Um, you know, I don't feel great about the Falcons' ability to cover this line. They started off so strong against the spread this year. I think going, what, 6-0 and in their first six games, and I think they've failed to cover in two out of the last three games. So, um, you know, Obviously, it came down to a field goal last time. It could easily come down to that. I think it will be a close game in the end, um, but I don't feel great about the Falcons' ability to cover this in these sorts of conditions, uh, you know, where a, a field goal could be very problematic for one of these football teams. You know, you need to put the ball in the end zone if you're going to try to win this game. Well, I know one team for sure where a field goal would be problematic. It would be the Carolina Panthers who lost this game because of the inability to make a field goal. Now, they didn't attempt one on Sunday against the Bengals because they didn't really get any opportunities to do so. And they did score a couple touchdowns, made his extra points. Congratulations, Eddie Pinheiro, for uh, figuring it out after blowing that game in Atlanta 12 days ago. Yeah, for me, it makes sense. Two and a half, now up to three. I mean, the Panthers, I thought last week, being nine and a half point underdogs at Cincinnati. I was kind of confused by that because they looked to be competitive again. And well, they weren't. Now this is a game. I think the Panthers have circled. They brought it up. How after the loss, like, Oh, we're going to see those guys soon. Um, try and make myself feel better. I'm going to say the Panthers overlooked the Bengals because they were preparing for the Falcons on Thursday and they were getting ready for prime time. They weren't concerned about Joe Burrow 
and the Jamar Chaseless Bengals. They were like, okay, whatever. We'll go up there. We'll hang out, but we don't really want to win. Like, we're really concerned about turnaround on Thursday. Dante Jackson didn't play, Aaron, and he was out there active wearing a hat and shoulder pads. So clearly Steve Wilkes was waiting until now to unleash Dante Jackson. And I think P.J. Walker want to put out some bad tape so the Falcons couldn't try and figure him out here and they'd be ready to go on Thursday night. So that's what I'm going to say. Now let me ask you this before we kind of get into like our, our picks and other thoughts in this game. When you talked about this is a game that could show the Falcons either be contenders or pretenders. Like looking at the South, like this division sucks. Let's just be honest. The Panthers, I have told our fans that they're going to be in it just because like the division is no good and they can fall into a couple of wins here or there. We'll see how that works out. But for you, the Falcons win this game. Even if they lose, like what do you think is really the mindset moving forward with that organization, really with the fan base as they look towards competing, which I, they're going to be in a division title race the entire way? Like what's kind of going to be the thought process, win or lose on Thursday tonight in this game? Well, I, you know, knowing Falcon fans as I do, I, I know they'll be very disappointed with a loss, uh, especially given this is the stretch of the season where we looked at the schedule in May and labeled as soft back when we perceived the schedule to be really hard. Um, and this is the point in the year where they need to start, you know, padding their win totals uh, against some of the softer teams on their schedule and to sort of make it through that, you know, murderer's row, or at least what we perceive some of those teams heading into the season, that tough slate uh, to start their season. Um, you know, obviously teams like Tampa Bay and the Rams and, and others are not nearly as good as a lot of people thought they would be. But for the Falcons to get through that and, and play reasonably well and come out with a much more favorable record than I think people thought, and then to, you know, come into this upcoming games against Carolina on the short week, then they got Chicago, Pittsburgh, Washington, um, you know, you feel like they should come away winning multiple games. And so I think things will go much more smoothly in Atlanta if they win this game, if they win this very winnable game against a Carolina team that they just beat uh, less than two weeks ago. Um, and if they do that, then everything is fine for the Falcons and people will feel still good about this team's ability to win this division and make the playoffs and, and do whatever it is. And we'll all sit here and say, Hey, wasn't it incredible that the Falcons made the playoffs in a year where everybody thought they were rebuilding. Most people thought they were going to be in the running uh, for that number one pick. But if they lose, you know, I think people start the question, okay, like maybe this team isn't nearly as good as we thought they were, which, you know, is, <laughs> Sure. Fine. Whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, and and I, I just think it, it goes back to that that place of, oh, well, you know, when we thought the Falcons might have been for real, you know, we will dismiss them. And I know for Falcon fans, that's particularly an issue that they they hate uh, dealing with because, you know, that's been the MO. Of it, you know, the Falcons have been infamous in recent years as a team that you can easily dismiss. And I think fans are, are looking for this team to, to be taken a little bit more seriously. And I think that starts with a win on Thursday night. Yeah. I mean, outside looking in here, this feels like a real opportunity for Atlanta, especially moving forward. Cause Carolina, they got an organizational reset going on. I don't think Steve Wilkes is me, the interim head coach unless, or the full-time head coach, unless they just completely turn things around and actually win a division the way they played on Sunday. Hard for me to think that the owner here, David Tepper, is going to be able to look past that performance because that looked very um, similar to what we saw 
against San Francisco about a month ago, and that was Matt Rule's last game. So the effort just was not there. I don't understand what happened because guys like Shaq Thompson claim that they're fighting their ass off for Steve Wilson to get this job. You didn't do it on Sunday against the Bengals. So we'll see if they can do it tonight against the Falcons. But then the Saints as well, they're going to have to figure out a quarterback. Jameis has been injured. Andy Dalton obviously is not the answer. Who knows what they want to do long-term down there. And they've had injuries as well. Michael Thomas out for the rest of the season. And then with Tampa Bay, I know Tom Brady says he has no interest in retiring. I know that his marriage status might play a role in that. We'll see what they want to do. But the Bucs have not been that good this year. And I don't have much reason to believe they're going to be better and that Tom Brady is going to be the guy we saw last season and the season before. So from the outside looking in, it looks like a real opportunity for Arthur Smith and this Falcons team to, I don't know if position themselves at the top of the NFC South as a team heading into 2023 as a team to beat, but certainly to win a division in a year, like you said, where no one, including myself, of course, expected them to be in this position. So we'll see how that works out. I know for Carolina, win or lose, they're headed towards the top three pick. I don't think they're going to be able to win enough games down the uh, down the stretch. You look at the fact they still they're 0-4, I think, now on the road after losing to the Bengals. Now they're going to also have to play on the road later on against Tampa and New Orleans. We'll see where those teams are at that point in time. I don't see them winning in Seattle. They have Baltimore. This is just not going to be a team that is going to be really in contention for anything, anything other than the top three pick. Now if they can run to a couple wins, maybe they hang around there in December, and technically they're in the hunt. I have a hard time seeing that. So as far as tonight's games go, with the rain, I have no idea what it's going to look like. I just know the last time I saw this team, they didn't play hard, but I expect them to play a lot tougher tonight. I still, though, think that Atlanta probably wins this football game just because, like, I I have really no idea what to expect out of this football team, even though, like, I want to think they're going to play hard because of last week, and I joked about them overlooking at the Falcons. I think the Falcons probably can cover that three-point spread and win tonight's game here in Charlotte, which I think will probably be a low-scoring game based off what the weather report is looking like right now. Yeah, they got a lot, all the points. You know, they scored probably twice as many points in the Week 8 game than I thought probably both of you and I thought they would combined in in these two games together. So they got all the points in that game. I I think this will probably be a low-scoring affair. Okay, and I assume you'll also probably take the Falcons. I'm on the fence, but... I'll, I'll go with the Falcons. Um, I, I don't feel good about this. I, I kind of went into this last little stretch thinking that they would split with Carolina. And so since they won the first game, part of me thinks, okay, well, they'll lose this game, but uh, it's tough. Uh, so I, I'm leaning the Falcons. They'll, they'll squeak by winning this by like 24 to 23 or something like that. Yeah, and like Dante Jackson, he'll be back with the ankle. He's questionable. Chuba Hubbard, we'll see what he, if he plays or not. Taylor Moten has an elbow injury, and he's also questionable. So I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I, mean, I could see Carolina winning. It's just it's one of those things you feel like a little positivity, even after a Falcons loss. And then they do what they did against Cincinnati, and now it's just like, ah, don't feel great about it. But they will have the Falcons' attention on Thursday or to later on today. Yeah, I'm leading Falcons as well. So we'll see how it plays out tonight at Bank of America Stadium between the Falcons and Panthers Thursday night football. But for Aaron Freeman, the host of Locked on Falcons, I'm Julian Council, the host of Locked on Panthers. 
Thanks again to our friends over at Prize Picks for sponsoring yet another Locked On NFL Crossover Thursday. Check us out on YouTube, Locked On Panthers, Locked On Falcons. Subscribe there to check out our reactions to tonight's game. I know for me on Locked On Panthers, I'll be reacting live on our YouTube channel, so check that out. Also, be sure to follow me at Julian Council and follow Aaron at Falcfans over on Twitter. As long as Twitter still exists, I know uh, Elon Musk doing some interesting things over there, so we'll be there until we're not there anymore. But always be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast as well. So once again, wrapping up here on Lockdown Panthers, Locked on Falcons. I'm Julian Council. He's Aaron Freeman. Enjoy tonight's game. Go Panthers. And I guess... Uh, Rise up as well for you Falcon fans out there. Goodbye. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.